how well. Uh, we welcome you today. Good morning. Hello, everyone watching online. Hey, everyone who is here and um, yes, up yes. Um, I just want a real quick announcement before Amanda plays. Our no, 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 no you're good. I just want to give you time to make sure that it was. <laughs> it's working. We don't know how or why, but it's the grace of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everything's working. That's right. Uh, so we just uh, we want to say a couple quick announcements today. Is uh, is senior National Senior Citizens Day. So if you are a senior citizen, thanks for being here. We we uh, we applaud you. Great great job and <laughs> amen. We are happy that you are here and committing yourself to uh, to being at church and to participating in ministry and, and all sorts of things. So thank you so very much. Uh, remember that there is a joy club. So talking about different different items to, or different places to go and different things to do. So uh, keep that in mind. Also, uh, on the 5th of 4th of September, I, I kept getting it wrong. The 4th of September is our next first Sunday meal, and that is the weekend of Labor Day. So uh, rest from your labors and come be at, at church, okay, and uh, stay for our first Sunday meal. We have uh, our items for the uh, shoe boxes, which are school supplies. If you've not yet purchased them, I saw we were at Target yesterday, and they have a ton of school supplies. So if you've not yet purchased anything, school supplies is the item if you don't have time or uh, or can't make it to the store for whatever reason, you're welcome to hand some money to somebody and have them purchase things for you. Or if you'd like to donate money for shoe boxes, so we thank you, we appreciate that. Or if you don't have any money, don't have any time to go get anything, then a shoe box is necessary. We still have some that we need to bring, so make sure that you are doing that. Bring them right over here into this storage area. Yes, but before uh, before we in that thought there is something and it was on the newsletter two weeks ago if you're not on the newsletter and you'd like to be let me know but this was on the newsletter a couple weeks ago and and I, I, I tried to give everybody a hint because it said click the link click this link and if it says that at any time that means that that title is a link so if you just click on it you're able to to pop this right up but if you were not able to see it if you did not know there was an actual link there and you're not able to see it this is what it was this is a, a this is a video from operation christmas child that we're going to check out hi everybody my name is desiree nana and i come from burkina faso west africa i was born in one of the poor countries around the world in the big family with seven kids. So I remember working every day to go to school without lunch most of the time because my parents couldn't provide enough food for all of us. So receiving the shoebox at eight years old, like has my first gift, was a really blessing for me. I didn't expect anybody to give me a gift. I didn't, I was thinking that really somebody cared about me. So it was really great to receive a gift for somebody that I don't even know. I still remember this Saturday morning that I received my shoebox. But before giving the shoebox, they were making the gospel presentation. And I was just so excited to opening the shoebox and see what is inside. So I went home 
And when I opened the shoebox, it was just full of love of goodies. I have cool supplies, I have toys, and I have books, and I really enjoy also my yo-yo. And actually it was like a special yo-yo because in the night, we just light up in my dark neighborhood. So God has been so faithful to me, and I was just so happy to have a gift for myself. A few years later, God was taking me in another greater journey that I didn't expect. At 12 years old, I started kids' ministry in my neighborhood and have opportunity to share the love of God with many kids in my neighborhood and many villages in my country. I also have opportunity to serve with Operation Christmas Child. So I've been going in several villages, have opportunity to teach the discipleship program, the greatest journey to many kids I also have opportunity to see nine churches planting. So thank you so much for packing shoebox. Thank you for praying for kids to become a disciple and a disciple maker like me. Amen. So something, you know, something as simple as a as a light up yo-yo. Uh, made him understand the love of Jesus. So I just I thank you so very much for, for what you have been doing so far with the shoeboxes, and please continue because things like this. And there are lots of different stories like that. So uh, it's a, it was the newsletter from a couple of weeks ago. You can go back to it if you saved it and, uh, and click on that. And you're able to pick and choose uh, the different stories from that website so you can learn more about different areas of the by the things that the shoe boxes. So we just want to say a big thank you and, and to understand that even the smallest thing, the Lord sees and he makes a difference through what you're doing. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for who and what you are. God, you are so good and you are so great and mighty and strong and powerful and we love you so very much. Father, I thank you and I praise you. Because you take what little we give to you, God. If it's a, a sacrificial gift, you take what it is and, and you use it to multiply and to make greater and to make bigger and make more. God, we just we th we praise you for that. We thank you that you are a multiplying type of God. And God, we ask that you would take our worship today. We ask that you would take our gift of offering today. We ask that you would take our prayers today and just make them more. God, expand them. Make it greater and bigger. God, I just ask that your will be done in each and every life. God, there is no one who is here by accident, but each and every one of us have come here to meet with you. God, it is our intention to lift you up, to hear from you. God, to receive your word. We just thank you. We praise you for all that you do and all that you are. In Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Y'all take out your hymn books. Yes. Amen. And we are on page 52. It's, uh, it's up there behind me, but Page 52. As I travel through this pilgrim land, there is a friend who walks with me. Leads me safely through the shifting sand. It is the Christ of Calvary. 
This would be my prayer, dear Lord, each day to help me do the best I can. For I need thy light to guide me day and night. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Jesus, hold my hand. I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy power. Hear my feeble plea, O Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Let me travel in the light divine that I may see the blessed way. Keep me that I may be holy, thine and sing redemption song someday. I will be a soldier brave and true and ever firmly take a stand. As I onward go and daily meet the foe, blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Oh, Jesus, hold my hand. I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, Protect me by thy power. Hear my feeble plea, O Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. When I wander through the valley, dim toward the setting of the sun, lead me safely to the land of rest if I a crown of life have won. I have put my faith in thee, dear Lord, that I may reach the golden strand. There's no other friend on whom I can depend. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Oh, Jesus, hold my hand. I need thee every hour. Through this pilgrim land, protect me by thy power. Hear my feeble plea, O Lord, look down on me. When I kneel in prayer, I hope to meet you there. Blessed Jesus, hold my hand. Amen. Yes. Page 212. 
If you're in the battle for the Lord and right, keep on the firing line. If you and my brother, surely you must fight. Keep on the firing line. There are many dangers that we all must face. If we die of fighting, it is no disgrace. Coward in the service, he will find no place. So keep on the firing line. You must fight, be brave against all evil. Never run or even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. God will only use a soldier he can trust. Keep on the firing line. If you wear a crown, then bear the cross you must. Keep on the firing line. Life is but to labor for the master, dear. Help to banish evil and to spread good cheer. Great, you'll be rewarded for your service here. So keep on the firing line. Oh, you must fight. Be brave against all evil. Never run nor even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. When we get to heaven, brother, we'll be glad. Keep on the firing line. I will praise the Savior for the call we had. Keep on the firing line. When we see the souls that we have helped to win, leading them to Jesus from the path of sin, with a shout of welcome we will all march in. So keep on the firing line. You must fight, be brave against all evil. Never run, nor even lag behind. If you would win for God and the right, just keep on the firing line. Amen. Amen. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We'll sing and 
we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sign. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of Him in glory will the toils of life repay. When we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see jesus we'll sing and shout the victory onward to the prize before us soon his beauty will behold soon the pearly gates will open we shall tread the streets of gold when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus will sing and shout the victory. Amen. What a day that will be. Give the Lord praise this morning. Thank you, Lord. Amen. toils of this life repay. Thank you, Lord. Amen. God is good, and He is good all the time. Amen, amen, amen. Our mission and our vision, staying focused on that every day will help us to get involved. Uh, <coughs> hallelujah. To be in the Lord's house, David said, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to church. That ain't what he said, but go into the house of the Lord. But when they said, let's go to church, all right, sounds good to me. Amen, amen, amen. First of our mission is salvation. The Bible records to us, and as you read it each time, a hundred times and a thousand times, it says the same in that today is the day of salvation. If you're watching today, today could be your day to begin a relationship, a very intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, Savior and Lord. He could be your Savior and Lord this day. Salvation. Hallelujah. An ongoing development. 
for us to keep right on studying the Word. Be like Ezra, for he prepared himself. He purposed. He, he made it an absolute thing. I'm going to do it. Prepared his heart to seek the law of God and to do it and to teach in Israel statutes and judgments. Thank God it's all right to prepare ourselves to worship God. Isn't it? It's all right. And then the New Testament, he teaches us for us to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That workman, yes, it is figuratively a teacher, but it's also a toiler, a worker, <laughs> a laborer. Praise God. So we're laboring in the kingdom of God. Let us prove ourselves to God that we want to develop more and more in His kingdom by studying His Word. A familiar scripture would get us on the next part of that, which is an ongoing or uplifting conversation. If you don't have anything positive to say, shut up. Oh, I, I mean, uh, be quiet. Be quiet. Why? In insurance, I had one of the neg most negative persons, oh, my land, in all of history. Oh, he, 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 he couldn't find no positive in anything. Van Mills, we're having a meeting today, and I want you to be quiet. Don't say a word, because I want to get everybody pumped up and excited. I want our staff to go out there and earn some dollars. But he was negative. Pull up the light pole and argue because the hole is there. What in the world? Why is there a hole there? He was negative in everything. But I want to tell you, there's some positive things to talk about. 1 Thessalonians 4, 18, the last verse of the Scripture. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. What words? The words that happened just a little bit before this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. Hallelujah. Those that have died in the faith, they're going to meet him first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up. Whoa, hallelujah. Somebody jump over the church with the preacher. We're going to gather together in the sky, and we're going to worship and bless the Lord. And the writer said, why don't you just comfort one another with these words? Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Je Amen. That's positive. In fact, that's the only thing that's guaranteed. A lot of stuff we hear today, you better test it out. It may not be guaranteed, but I can guarantee you that Jesus is coming. Oh, the preacher, I've heard it for so long. Oh, my grandmother heard it, and her mother before her heard it. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. They're asking everybody whenever they get to that paradise, 
called Abraham's bosom. What do you know about this Messiah? Do you know anything about the Messiah? And each one would tell the things that they had heard just before they had died to get to that point of Abraham's bosom. One day, a young man arrived there. Hey, sir, can you help us? We've been looking for one called you. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've been looking and hoping that somebody could tell us a little bit about that man called Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you help us? He said, I want to tell you, <laughs> today I was hanging on one side of him, and my partner in crime was on the other side. My partner in crime said, why don't you get out off of here and save us too? <laughs> Hallelujah. I told my partner in crime, please be quiet. If you can't say anything positive, be quiet. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I said unto that man hanging on the middle cross, would you remember me when you come into your kingdom? And folks, you know what he said to me? He said, today. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you missed a good shout right there. Hallelujah! 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 Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. It doesn't matter how many years it's been told that Jesus is coming. There's one day it's going to be but today, <laughs> glory. God's been good to me. He's blessed me again and again. He's given me with the best family that God could give anybody. And I don't know, you might think the same of your family. God has been real good, and I thank Him. He's blessed me with good health and and then all the stuff that I did go through after you get old and I start to say decrepit. When you get old and things start happening that are not positive, he still helps you out of all of that. He acts like that same God that David called on and said, in all of your infirmities, God will deliver you out of all. All of them. I praise Him for that. If there's a person here today on this Senior Citizen Day that would be glad to praise the Lord for anything, would you praise the Lord now? Would you take that opportunity and bless the Lord? Glory. Yes. He is here. Praise God. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God is good, isn't he? God is so good, and I'm glad that I'm a part of his family. And that family is a big family. Praise God. Hallelujah. For God so... 
Praise God. I like that. I like that. I, is it right to use that again sometimes? I do like that. Praise God. We are part of the family. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that if we believe in him, we can have life everlasting. Isn't it amazing that God gave his only son? But you know, you know, whenever he gave his only son, he knew what the reward would be. For as many as believe on the Lord, they become sons. <laughs> Hallelujah! Jason, you need to jump over the church with the preacher. Hallelujah! Amen. Many sons and daughters throughout this universe. There's some red ones. There's some black ones. There's some green ones. I reckon a shade of green. Olive. Olive. There's all kinds of shades. And it doesn't make difference to God the shade the color brother Mike we're all his children we're all his children hallelujah Tony there's no redhead stepchildren we're all children of God amen sister Ronnie you believe it say amen amen praise God so let us do like David. Uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast unto the Lord. The humble shall hear of it, and they shall be glad. And then he said, Oh, magnify, Brother Vic, he said, Oh, magnify the Lord. And then he said, and invited you and me and all of us to let us exalt his name together. Could we exalt his name this way by applause? God, we love you. God, we exalt your name. God, oh, God is in the place today. Hallelujah. God is in the place. Hallelujah. Good morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. I never thought of myself as a senior citizen until my wife said we got to go to Harris Teeter on Thursday so we can get the senior citizen discount. Uh, I used to be able to say, I, I'll be ready to go to the moon in 10 minutes. Can you give me 20 or 30 now? I, we, I had two or three people when I was leading the choir say, had to give up going to the choir because I got to climb those steps. Oh well, that's not but three. It's, it's just three. It, it, well, now I know what to talk about. <laughs> so that so we can understand that we get older. But uh, does God look at age so much? 
he uh, he still loves us as if we were his small children, and I'm thankful that he does. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come at this time. Thank you for what you give, how you give. I think about it all the time because I ask my wife every time how much the deposit is, and I try to guess, and I'm always too low. It, you folks just outdo yourself, and I hope God, hope God still continues to bless you for your giving. Brother Joyner, will you pray over the offer? Gretchen to help me this morning. You pray for me as I sing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. As the world looks upon me, as I struggle alone, and they say I have nothing, but they are so Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. 
that's all that matters, though the world may not sing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. There's a roof up above me. I've a good place to sleep. There's food on my table. Shoes on my feet. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine family. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings on me. You gave me your love, Lord, and a fine senior citizen. What happened? <laughs> I look back and I think, well, I, I tell myself at home when I'm standing up on a, a stool or something to clean the hops, and I think, oh, how am I going to get down? <laughs> In my mind, I'm still that young chick that can do anything. But in my body, it's, it's not. Not at all. But that little thing about the yo-yo, yeah. oh, my gosh. Just a simple little thing that touched everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robin has a heart of gold, if y'all don't know. She's sitting there before the church, and she's fixing up her envelope for the shoe boxes. After she sees that, she says, she lifts it up again. She said, I need to give more, don't I? And I thought to myself, oh. Shame on me. I am so unthankful and unworthy. But look at the blessings that God gives us. He gives us the privilege to come before him and ask that he's willingly wanting to give us. He just wants us to ask. And if you don't think that prayer works, look over there. Jason, we pray for him almost every service. Dina and Mike will ask prayer for him. He walks in the church today. So he still answers prayer. He's still on the throne. And all he wants us to do is have a fervent prayer from a righteous person. And if you're not righteous, this is a day of salvation. You can make it righteous. So do we have any prayer requests on this side? possible. 
right? Go ahead. Yeah, we always do, don't we? Oh my goodness. That's another prayer answered, isn't it? Because he was, he's in a wheelchair, wasn't he? Couldn't get up. Praise God. Uh, still remember my sister Linda, she's still doing good. I think they have her scheduled next month, September, I think maybe the 16th, that they're going to put some kind of, it's as big as a seed, like this. And they're going to put that in her heart. This is a trial. But they, they've done it overseas, so it's worked. It's working. So, but in order for them, the FDA, to approve it here, they have to have trials so uh, but they said it's like as big as a seed and they'll implant it in her heart and then they have some kind of thing that would make her heart start working so just praise the Lord you know how far have we come and uh, still remember Danny you all remember we prayed for him for a liver tr transplant and he had that but he's having some complications, but it's from the stents that was in the going to the liver or something. But I think he has to go back in. They have to reopen it and do it again. So remember him. So if all minds is clear, I'll let another senior citizen start us out in prayer, and that's Robin. upon each and every one of us. Lord, we come before you as humble as we know how, praising and thanking you, Jesus, for what you mean to us. We love you, Lord. We appreciate you. We thank you, Father, for what you mean to me. God, you've heard a request in your hearing. We pray, Master, that you would move and meet the needs of each and every one of us. Those that's in the hospitals, those that are sick,
Praise the Lord. Wilhelmina, to be sure, here this morning to see you. It's so good, and I said this morning, but actually I'm recording this because I can't be with you. But praise the God. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Can I get a witness? Praise the Lord. I'm here in my prayer room. Just got back from some exercise. And, ooh, God is good. God is good. First thing I want to do is take the opportunity to say thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate your new pastor allowing me this time to come to you. Praise the Lord. Ain't God good? I uh, wish I could be there with you. But I'm at other ministry obligations this weekend. So, but God is good. I'm here on this here video. I'm going to do my best. Look at there, that shining in my eyes. I just don't know. I like for y'all to see my eyes because I, you know, I, wait, do I got lipstick on my teeth? Mm. No, I guess I'm good. Okay, all right, here we go. I'm going to try this now. This is new technology right here. This is, what I mean, I ain't never done stuff like this before, but 
Praise God. God is good. God is good. You know, uh, your pastor, she called and said, would I like to uh, address the people for Senior Citizens Day, National Senior Citizen Day? Well, I didn't realize there was a National Senior Citizen Day. In fact, I didn't realize I was a senior citizen until she called and asked me. Praise the Lord. Well, God is still good all the time. God is good. Amen. Y'all, I don't know how to get that glare off my face there, but it's all right. I re oh, wait now. Hey, y'all just going to have to look at me real close up, I guess. Praise the Lord. Let me just move on. Thank you, Jesus. It is national. Well, there it is again. Well, praise the Lord. It's okay. It is Senior Citizens, National Senior Citizens Day. And, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, Harris Teeter, they, I believe on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they got a daggone uh, Senior Citizen Day. Yep, they sure do. And they got, uh, like, double coupons or something like Let's see. I think it's double coupons. One of them there days. I ain't sure, but... Anyway, y'all check it out. So today ain't just your day, but you can do it on Tuesday too, right? Okay. So, and you know, there are some restaurants that you, you're going to get a senior citizen discount. I know down here at the Hardy's, y'all got a Hardy's up there? I don't know if I ever seen a Hardy's when I was up there, but, but I know that the Hardy's has got uh, free coffee for senior citizens. Yes, sir. Folks in there every morning when I go through can't get my breakfast for folks bone coffee. And they don't pay nothing, it's free. Of course, I reckon you got to get what you can get for free any anymore, don't you? Anyway, so what does it mean to be a senior citizen? Well, I looked it up. Webster says, let me just read you what Webster said. Webster said it is an elderly person. <laughs> okay, then. Well, so, you know, you almost need to look up what's an elderly person. Okay, I ain't going there. We'll just, yeah, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. We'll leave that alone. But don't get weird on me. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Our age is just the number of years that everybody in the world has been enjoying us. Can I get a witness? Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yes, sir. I do understand the frustration, though. You know, we don't get a chance to practice at getting old. No, it just kind of creeps up on us. <laughs> Ooh, I get it. Listen. You know you're old when you stand up and it takes five seconds for you to remember, you know, let me see here, let me get my balance real quick before you can take that first move. Can I get a witness? Anybody around there do that? Yes, sir. I really thought about getting older. You know, I really thought it was gonna take me longer. <laughs> anyway. But you know, the good thing about getting old, it don't last long. Amen? Amen. I think, started thinking about how the world has changed. Do you remember when an all-nighter 
meant that you were staying up all night. Yep. That's, and you had fun usually by an all-nighter, right? Well, an all-nighter anymore for me is when I ain't getting up during the night to go to the bathroom. Can I get a witness? Now, that's an all-nighter right there. Amen. <laughs> you know I'm right. Don't even play. And remember when cursing writing, <laughs> cursing writing was what we had to learn so we could sign our name. Yeah. Well, it is it is quickly becoming a, a secret code for old people. Amen? Listen, this thing here, this glare in them glasses. But, you know, when you get older, sometimes, you know, the glasses, you get, I have to, uh, I lose my way driving in the car. I got to put my uh, glasses on so I can hear the, uh, the girl on the Google map. Yeah, put your glasses on so you can hear. Mm. Happens to the best of us. What about having a diary? Remember when you had a diary and you get mad with folks when they read your diary? Yeah. Now, how many of you now think about this? How many get mad? All right, you put all your stuff on Facebook. You know, the Facebook, that's that online stuff. People put their stuff on there and get mad if you don't read it. <laughs> Amen. Can I get a witness? Yes, sir. I know you can't see it right now. My friend had me do my hair, covered up them uh, wisdom highlights. Amen. Praise the Lord. Any of y'all got wisdom highlights? <laughs> Anyway, you know, you know you're getting old when you ask yourself, do I need to cut my toenails or do I need to breathe? Hey Amen. Can I get a win? Oh, can't get my toenails. <laughs> Sister Joyner, I know you love that one. <laughs> no, she did probably. But I love you, though. I love you. Anyway, I just came this morning. I want to encourage you, let you know that the Lord loves you. Don't matter your age, your size, your height. None of that matters to the Lord. Mm -mm. In fact, in his word, I'm about to read you some word. Hold on, let me get my word now. Hold on. Isaiah 46 and 4 says, even to your old age, I am he. <laughs> That's good. And even to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made and I will bear. Even I will carry and deliver you. Oh, praise the Lord. Ain't God's word good? It's so good. Praise the Lord. It's so good to be with y'all this morning. I wish I could be there in person, but soon, soon and very soon. Ooh, that's a song. I, I might sing that. Anyway, I love y'all. Y'all take care. Pray for me every chance you get. I'm praying for you. Indeed, uh, I did ask her, and um, and she willingly obliged <laughs> to to uh, to share her her senior wisdom. And when I 
it, honestly, y'all, it's, it's a promotion for the Joy Club. It's not at all to say y'all were old or anything. Not at all, I promise. When we uh, when we take a look and this the series we're in, it's not what you think. Uh, last week we talked about the direction that we were going. When we consider our direction, a few things are important to remember that if I belong to God, I no longer belong to myself. So I don't, I don't have the, the right or the responsibility of directing my own path. When I come to the end of myself, the Lord will begin to speak to me. He'll begin to move because there comes a time that I do have to step out in faith. But the end of me is the beginning of God and he completes the work that he has for me. And do not be discouraged by small beginnings because you got to start somewhere. Amen. So today we confront our preconceptions about age. It is that your age is not what you think. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we, we're coming. It's National Senior Citizens Day. So I just want to encourage you. Those who are young often find themselves wishing their lives away. I remember this. Oh, my golly. I remember thinking to my, I remember saying to my mom, I just hope that Jesus does not come back before I hit double digits. I just really want to become 10. He didn't. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. But, but I just, I wanted to hit 10, double digits. It's great. And then I remember, you know, that, oh, I'm finally a teenager. You know, I'm, I'm growing up 13. Yes. Exciting. And then if I could just get my license, and that wasn't nearly as exciting as I thought it was going to be, but I know for, for some people they really enjoyed that. Oh, getting my license and then get out of high school. I know one who was very excited about that, getting out of high school, and he's like, okay, well, what do you plan to do? I don't know, live in a van. Well, sure, sounds great. You know, y'all laugh, but I'm for real. That's what she wants to do. Y'all pray. Anyway, um, but... You, you wish your life away and you think, oh, if I could just hit this milestone, if I could just get here, if I could just get here. And then you finally come to that point in your life that it's like, oh, golly, if I could just, if I could just, you'd be like, share and turn back time. I don't know. That'd be great. If I could just slow it down some. That'd be wonderful. You know, we we get to that idea that, that my life won't begin until I hit some magical age and then I don't know what the magical age is but those of us who have walked through a, a good portion of our lives or for those of you who are further along than me you begin to wish for younger days you begin to you begin to think about those choices that you would have made differently oh if I could just go back to that one moment and change that then my life would be completely different right now maybe some of y'all maybe it's just those watching online who feel that way oh, I can I can pinpoint it to that one moment or we begin to to regret we begin to think back oh I've wasted this time I've I've spent all my time doing things that didn't really matter. And you, you think, I've come to this point in my life, and what do I have to show for it? Or you're starting to, to think, 
I, I should be the adult in this situation, but I, I, I don't think I am. <laughs> I don't know when that magical age is. It's not 36 so far that you think of yourself as an adult. I don't know. I've asked, <laughs> I've asked mom plenty of times, like, when do you, like, there are some times that something happens, and I start looking around for a grown-up. I'm like, oh, wait, I have to be the grown-up. This is, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is not good. I'm not ready to be one. But the thing is, as we think about our age, as we think about where God is taking us, we have to believe that God uses what we have. If you only have a few years of experience, then God gives wisdom. And if you only have a few years remaining, then God provides energy and he redeems time. We're going to be taking a look in Joshua chapter 14. And we're going to begin with just one verse to start, and we're going to be reading more. But just take a look here. Joshua chapter 14, verse, verse 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. So Caleb, well, we can see a couple of things about him even before we really get into anything. Who was he? So before he says anything about himself, we'll kind of learn something just from this. Well, his name means forcible, and it's from an old word for dog. But not dog as we think, a pet. But this word has implications of raging with canine madness. So Caleb, raging with canine madness. <laughs> and although he comes forth with the tribe of Judah, it says that the, the children of Judah came unto Joshua, and they're coming, they've They've conquered uh, Jericho, which is the first city in the land of Canaan. This, it's been a couple of years that they've been going throughout the land, sweeping the land of, of the Canaanites who are living there. They're conquering. They're, they're trying to establish themselves as the nation in that place. And now is the time that Joshua is setting up the, the boundaries of each uh, tribe. So the tribe of Judah comes forward. And Caleb comes with them, but you'll notice that he is labeled as the Kenizzite. It says, Caleb, son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite. And numerous times when his name is mentioned, it talks about him being a Kenizzite. Kenizzites were a tribe of Edomites. In other words... The, the sons of, of Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. And we, we know that they, they fought one another. You know, uh, Jacob deceived and, and took Esau's birthright. They did not get along. They could not stand each other. 
So Jacob went off, and he had 12 sons, and they became the nation of Israel, the tribes of Israel. But Esau stayed in the land, and he had sons, and they became the nation of Edom. So what we see here is that Caleb is from a tribe that knew something about God, that knew Yahweh because one of his ancestors was Abraham. But he was not born into the family of the children of Israel. So it is thought that possibly the tribe of the Kenizzites had been absorbed into the tribe of Judah, or perhaps that Caleb himself had been adopted by a family in this tribe. Either way, he was entwined with this tribe so much that he had been appointed as the spy to represent Judah and spy out the land of Canaan. So he was not born as an Israelite. He was not born into the family of the promise, but he was chosen as the representative for this family. He and Joshua were the only two who were confident of the Lord's promise. So they were both blessed. This is what he's referring to here when he comes before Joshua. He said, you know what Moses said about the two of us when we were at Kadesh Barnea. We were the only two out of 12 who said, yes, we're going to believe the Lord that he is going to do what he said. And I just want to take a look. Numbers chapter 14 Verse 24. This is what the Lord himself said about Caleb. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. So this is what the Lord said specifically about Caleb, and that's what he was referring to when he came before Joshua. So now let's take a look at what he has to say about himself. Verses 7 through 11 of chapter of Joshua 14. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said. These forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war, both to go out and to come in. He's 85 years old. And he's just, he's bold. You know, I really I like, I like Caleb's attitude. Because it never faded. This, this rage, this uh, canine, m- mad dog kind of attitude never faded in 45 years. So he tells us 
that he was 40 years old when he was asked by Moses to be a spy in the land of Canaan. His report had been one of faith and wholehearted devotion to Yahweh. He said, I spoke what was in my heart. I believed, I knew that what Yahweh said was true and that he told us that we were going to inherit the land. Walked in there, said, yeah, we got this, guys. Let's do it. So that was what was in my heart, to believe the word of the Lord. But his fellow spies, except for Joshua, caused the hearts of the children of Israel to melt with fear. They gave a negative report. They said, oh, well, yes, there, there are clusters of grapes that are so large that two people have to carry them on a pole. And there, you know, the land is flowing with milk and honey, and it's beautiful and it's prosperous, but there are these people there. And we're like grasshoppers in our own eyes. The Lord had made a promise to him through Moses. The Lord said to him, The land that you walked upon with faith will become your inheritance and your children's forever. His faithfulness had caught God's attention. So the Lord had preserved his life to bring him to this point. He was 85 years old. He and Joshua were the oldest of all the Israelites at this point. The two oldest remaining Israelites. They were at least 20 years older than everyone else. This is because of the, the disbelief and the idolatry and the disobedience of everyone else, including Moses, who was out in the wilderness. And God said, I'm going to make these people walk around the wilderness for 40 years to weed out the unlikelies. Those who refuse to believe, those whose hearts are failing them for fear, those who don't have the, the trust in me that I want them to have, those who are refusing to believe the word of Yahweh to his people, refusing to believe that I am who I say I am, even though that's what Yahweh means, those people are going to die out in the wilderness. So Joshua and Caleb walked around with these people for 40 years watching them all die watching the ground open up and swallow some of them watching some of them be be bitten by snakes and die all these different plagues and things that that occurred throughout the wilderness and joshua and caleb are just walking around with them biding their time and here caleb says that he was just as strong at 85 as he used to be at 40 he said I, I, i'm strong y'all i got this i'm feeling good the lord has preserved my life he has preserved my strength all that walking around didn't make me decrepit all that i'm sorry i didn't mean to use that word it was a good word i'm sorry i apologize all that walking around didn't make me feeble made me stronger and more determined in my heart and mind to receive the promise of God. So he laid claim to his promise. Take a look at verses 12 through 15. It says, so he, he's still speaking here. He says, now therefore give me this mountain. Whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakim were there. 
and that the cities were great and fenced if so be the Lord will be with me then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said and Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh Hebron for an inheritance Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite unto this day because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel and the name of Hebron before was Kiriath Arba which Arba was a great man among the Anakim and the land had rest from war so Caleb is, is recalling his history standing before Joshua his oldest friend quite literally his oldest friend and he comes before him and he says here I am with the with the nation of Judah here I am with this tribe that has adopted me that has accepted me into their family but before they get what they're supposed to get before they receive give me this mountain because God promised something to me 45 years ago and I'm done waiting so I'm going to come before him and I'm going to say I know that by faith I can receive so before anyone else gets what they need I'm going to be bold enough to say God you promised me something here I am ready to receive willing to fight for it he laid claim to this promise he reminded Joshua about the promise from Yahweh for Joshua's faithfulness he received the honor of leading the children of Israel he stepped into the role that Moses had had played for so long for 40 years and because he was faithful he was not killed in the wilderness because he believed he was put in charge of the whole nation of Israel but for Caleb's faithfulness he would receive Hebron which was also called Kiriath Arba and in the in the ancient Hebrew this means the city of the four giants so that's okay the Anakim are there there, there were giants in the land. Those were the people that they saw when they first went into the land of Canaan. This was the place that they went. This, Hebron, was the place where they gathered those grapes and the other fruit that they took with them to show that it was a prosperous, beautiful land. And instead of being discouraged, instead of thinking, no way, can't do it, when Caleb saw it, he said, oh, this is mine. This is, this is what I want. I, I know that God can do this for me. I, this is, I, I'm going to have faith for this. The Anakins were known for their size. And yet, he remained undaunted by the challenge. He says, although these towns of Hebron are great, in the, in the Hebrew meaning large and mighty and fenced meaning inaccessible there were like fortresses in this land the Anakims had built up these, these fortresses and he said even though it's a mountain so I'm going to have to do a whole lot of climbing even though 
the area is very large, so I'm going to have to spread out. And even though it is inaccessible, he trusted that Yahweh would be with him. He said, I'm going to be able to drive out these inhabitants. I, I just know it because the Lord said so. I, I have no doubt about it because God said I would. So I'm not exactly sure how it's going to happen. Because yes, there are still giants there. And yes, the land is inaccessible. I, I, I'm not saying that I need to figure it out. Give me this mountain. <laughs> you tell me that it's mine and I'm going to go take care of this. So Joshua blessed Caleb and granted him the land of Hebron as his inheritance. And the land of Hebron stayed in his family. For generation after generation after generation, that was the inheritance of all his children. This was actually the first uh, land that accepted David as their king. He was king in Hebron for seven years before he was king over the entire nation of Israel. So here we see that that the king of Judah was David. He was from that tribe, and, and they accepted him as their king at that time. So they were loyal followers of Yahweh from the time Caleb conquered until the time of David. So how many of us are, are ready to conquer a region? Like, yes, I've got this. To drive out giants. To scale impenetrable fortresses. God, you got me. You're with me and I'm with you and let's do this. <laughs> I don't know, we see some things about Caleb that we're going to pray and believe for in ourselves. Because regardless of how old he is, no, I am not 85 I'm a little closer to the age that he was when he, when he first went into the promised land. When he first received and believed the promise of God. I'm a little closer there. But if you're closer to the other side and you've been waiting a very long time to receive from the Lord, then we're going to see a few things from the life of Caleb, from the attitude and the actions of Caleb that are going to help us. Number one, he was picked above the chosen. I'll say that again. Well, it's probably up there, but he was picked above the chosen. Caleb, again, was a Kenizzite. Whether he or his entire tribe had been adopted, he was still technically a foreigner. Maybe he felt like he didn't belong. Or maybe he had heard from others that he didn't belong. You're not a real son of Israel. You're not a real Judean. Maybe... Maybe he had, had heard that and, and slightly believed it. Oh, maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe, maybe because I haven't been born into it, I, I, I can't receive. But yet, he was chosen to be the representative for the tribe of Judah. The tribe of Judah was the largest tribe. So there were plenty of young men for this job. There were plenty of people who could have been chosen to be a spy for that particular tribe. But the Lord impressed Moses' heart to choose Caleb. He said, pick out that guy. 
pick him out of the entire tribe. So he was, he was picked above the chosen. God saw that Caleb was the right choice, regardless of age, status, credentials, or any other requirement. God chooses whom he will. When we see ourselves compared to others, we may wonder what God sees in us. God, I, I didn't grow up good, or I didn't have a good family, or I came from a difficult situation, or God, you know the mistakes that I've made in my past. You know what I've done. You know the times that I've been unworthy. God, you know me, and I, I can't. Compared to that person, you, there's no way that I'm good enough to do what you're calling me to do, to what you're asking me to do. But remember that God looks at the heart. That's what God's concerned about, what's on the inside. And we'll talk about that in just a second. We, we discussed that with David, that, that his brothers were, were, were the, looked like they should have been chosen. Samuel chose them. Oh, yeah, that's a good-looking one. Nope, no, that's a good-looking one. Nope, okay. And Samuel was corrected. God does not care about what's on the outside, what kind of experience or strength that person appears to have, but God looks at the heart. Again, we'll, we'll see that in just a second. Because number two is that he had another spirit with him. According to Numbers 14, we read already, Numbers 14, 24, the Lord recognized another spirit with him. The idea here of this other spirit is an after spirit or even can be translated as a strange spirit. Perhaps he was possessed of some type of ability to see beyond the typical or the ability to look from a different angle. Because the way that his spirit worked was different than anyone else's. God specifically recognized this spirit within Caleb and said there's something different about him. He has an after spirit. Regardless of the exact meaning, he was exactly who God made him to be. God knew. We sometimes think about this idea of God looks at the heart as that person is, is humble and kind. That person has a, a good heart. That person is generous and, and loving. You may feel as though you have a strange spirit. You think, that's not me. If that's what God's looking for, that's not me. If God's looking for someone who is gentle and lowly, those uh, you know in in the New Testament talks about women being quiet keepers at home. God, if that's what you're looking for, that may not be me. So maybe you didn't choose me, and maybe you didn't pick me, because I'm different, a bit extra. Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm not looking at anyone in particular. I could have a mirror right now. A bit extra. But the thing is, 
I understand that. <laughs> for years, for years, I had <clears throat> listened to a certain level of criticism because I didn't mind being up front. Oh, uh, this idea, Jennifer always wants to be in the spotlight. And uh, please understand, this is not a poor, pitiful me situation. This is God, God had a certain plan for me. <laughs> and I was just not understanding, receiving. But for years, there were people who would say, oh, Jennifer, she's extra. <laughs> Y'all still do. That's okay. Um... She just wants to be up front. She just wants everybody to look at her. And I would try to tone that down. You know, when there were times that um, that people were asked to do certain things, and I'd, I'd stand back like, no, I don't, I'm not going to do that, because then that's just going to prove that I like to be up front, that I like to be extra. No. And, and again, I'm not trying to say poor, pitiful me, but, but for years I lived under that. And it was just the enemy trying to trying to keep me from doing certain things. Um, and I was telling somebody this recently that that there was a time we went to a church, sold out, had gone to a church, and and even then I would I would do my best not to be in uh, one of the one of the solo kinds of roles because it's like okay I do so much stuff and people are going to start to wonder. And an old man, after everything was done, old man came up to me and he said, "You need to let your light shine." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> like I, I thought I was. And he said, "No, you need to let your light shine. Because when your light shines, when when you allow your light to shine, then God is glorified." Because the whole time, when when others had been looking at me, going, "Oh yeah, you just it." They were thinking that I was trying to get glory for myself. But really, I was trying to get glory for the Lord, and, and God's purposes were stopped by other people's insecurities and negativity. And that is not where God wants you to live, because if he created you however you are, then that's the way he wanted you to be. If you don't like being up front, you say, oh, I would rather be in the background. That's fine. That's fine. You you be who God made you to be. Because if there's a another spirit within you, if there's a different kind of spirit that that somehow God has has created in you to do something different and special, don't don't allow the enemy through the work of anyone else to to bring that down and say no, no thank you. God does not receive glory from me hiding my light. And I, just while we're there, I just want to say a, a big shout out to Shane Williams, for real. <laughs> Amen. Because God knows what we need, right? And there, there is, I don't know anybody who is as confident as that man right there. Confidence. Who does not mind a bit having a wife who is, <laughs> who is the pastor of a church and preaching and up front um, doesn't mind a bit saying, oh, I'm Jennifer's husband. That does not, that does not <laughs> bother him. So thank you, Lord. Because I've, I've had other situations that that was not the case, and I had to be less than, and I'm, I thank you. And I thank the Lord. 
um, that I don't have to be less than. Amen. Uh, so, the Lord sees in our hearts. It, the Lord doesn't look on the outside. He sees what's on the inside. And again, you may be thinking, okay, that means the Lord sees those who are patient and kind and loving and generous. And God, that's not me. So you're just going to pass me on by. But you may be analytical. And you may be fierce. And you may be outgoing and determined. You may be savvy. And God sees that on the inside of your heart. God sees what's on the inside. Because God saw Caleb, who had a mad dog spirit. And that's who he picked. Because he needed someone to go into the land and walk around and say, you know what, we got this, y'all. We got this. And then come out and speak against ten other naysayers and say, y'all, no. No, no, no. We got this. Right? Right, Joshua? We got this. Yeah. That was the spirit that he had within him. If he had had a, a more gentle spirit, he may have been easily swayed to say, okay, fine, guys. You're right. We don't. We can't do this. But no. God picked him because of his boldness. And the third thing we see is that he had uncommon faith and stamina. Again, despite the negative report of 10 out of 12 spies, Caleb maintained his faith that Yahweh would bring about victory. They came back with that cluster of grapes from his future land. He was ready to conquer, but all they could see were giants. He wandered around with those silly old non-believers for 40 years, trusting that God would one day come through on his word. As they kept circling that mountain, kept circling, kept circling. All right, God, you're making me strong. <laughs> you're using this situation to make me strong. You're using this situation to give me stamina. You're using this situation to increase my boldness. You're using this to help me know how to fight. God, you're using this waiting time. This time that it doesn't seem like, what am I doing? You've already told me I could have this. Why do I keep walking around? Let me just go in and I'll, I'll take care of these people. But once he came with the nation of Judah, once he came for the division of the land, he came boldly before Joshua to claim what was promised to him. Instead of using his advanced age as an excuse, he saw it as experience just as strong, just as determined, just as faithful at 85 as he was at 40. This kind of attitude is what made God take notice of Caleb in the first place, and that's what God wants to develop within us. If God has spoken a word to you, made a promise to you, he is faithful to perform it. Time makes no difference to God. And see, that's the thing that we, we can't really understand. It's difficult to get it. Time makes no difference to God. To us, 45 years seems like a really long time. But to God, it's nothing. If it's been 45 minutes or 45 years, keep believing. Have faith. Be strong. Because you are still alive, there is still land to conquer. 
because you are still alive, God still has a plan for you. Because you are still alive and breathing, that means that there is more work to be done. So, God is faithful. And we must be as well. Today we pray for and receive a Caleb type of anointing. An anointing that that knows we are picked above the chosen. An anointing that gives another spirit. An after spirit. And an anointing that gives uncommon faith and stamina as the music plays. That's what we're going to, that's what I'm going to pray for each of you. That's what I'm going to pray for myself. This type of Caleb anointing. And however it is that you can receive, if it's standing, if it's sitting, if it's hands raised or whatever it may be, however you are comfortable receiving, please do that now. However you want to receive, just trust that God can and will do whatever He promised. God, we thank You. We come before You with with thanks and glory and honor. God, we thank You that Your Word is true. God, that what You have said will come to pass. God, that, that we can know that we can know that we've received God, even before we see it happening, we can know that you have a plan for us. Thank you, God. God, I pray now that you would work in our lives to build in us a Caleb anointing. God, that you would pick us above the chosen. God, that you would, you would look at us and say, that's the one I want. God, even if I don't look like everyone else, even if I don't act like everyone else, even if I don't seem like the typical choice, God, I just I ask you to pick me. God, for each person who's here today, that you would give them that kind of anointing. As we reach out to you, as we surrender ourselves to you, we say in Jesus' name, pick us. Pick me, God. Pick me. I'm the one. I can be faithful. I can be true. Choose me, God. Father, I pray for a different kind of spirit. Father, to not be negative about who we are, who you've made us to be. Father, I thank you that that you put within me a studious spirit, a desire to learn and to read your word and to, to bring it forth. God, I thank you that you called me to that purpose, to teach and to preach and to help people grow. God, I thank you that you have given me the boldness to be able to stand and present your word without fear. I thank you because that's a gift. It has nothing to do with my merit. It has nothing to do with who I am as a person. But God, it is by your choice and your grace and your mercy. And I'm thankful. And God, for those who have ever felt that they were too extra or too this or too that, too quiet, too shy, too bold, too strong, whatever it may be, God, that that they don't feel like they fit that mold. I just pray that you would help them to recognize a different kind of spirit, even within themselves, that you would be able to work. God, I pray that we would in no way discount ourselves because we are who you created us to be. God, I pray you would continue to do that work within us. God, that you you would use the giftings 
that you would use the abilities and transform us. God, I, I pray your will be done in each and every person who has felt less than or too different or too extra. In Jesus' name, we just pray that they would receive from you today. And Father, I pray for an uncommon faith and stamina in each and every life. God, for those who are who are doubting, change that doubt to faith. Those who are tired and weak, in Jesus' name, that you would lift them up. God, those who are discouraged, that you would give them the strength to keep going. Those who feel like, how can I make it? That, that they would understand that they just have to reach out to you and that you're going to hold on to them. God, I pray your strength and your help. God, your anointing on each and every life. God, we trust you for what you're doing in us and through us. God, uncommon faith, uncommon stamina. Lord, that, that even tomorrow, that they would begin to feel a different strength within themselves. God, that they would they would read your word and receive and, and just believe you more than they ever have. Father, I pray this for each and every person. Everyone who's here, everyone who's watching. God, we just trust you. God, we ask you to work and move in each and every life. God, we just ask your strength, your help. God, that we would be like Joshua and say, God promised me this, I'm going to receive it. God promised me this, I will not back down. God said I could have this, I will have it. Getting my mind right. Getting my weapons right. God, I pray that as we come into the land that you have appointed for us to conquer, that we would not halt at the border, but that we would step in by faith to receive whatever it is. God, if it's, if it's new vision, if it's new ministry, God, whatever it may be, if it's a life change, a move of some type, God, we just ask for boldness to walk forward and believe you. And we just trust you. We trust you, God. We trust you. We trust you. Soothe our anxious thoughts, God. Soothe our anxious thoughts. Give us an uncommon spirit. Trust you, Father. We just received from you today. Not hindering your spirit in any way, God. Do with us what you will. Do with us what you will today. Father, we say over your people, may Yahweh bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and may he give you his peace. In Jesus' precious name, amen.